taste of dragon's gaming podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of dragon's gaming podcast. A podcast for everyone's taste. Welcome to another episode of The Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you Pathfinders listen to. On this week's episode, Joe and Brian whack us through WarioWare. We take a bite out of Epic versus Apple news, and we discuss Verizon upgrades in our tasty topic. My name's Amanda. My name's Troy. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. And as always, we like to begin each episode with a question, an icebreaker if you will. This week's question comes to us from Friggin Spriggin of Hollywood, Florida. Friggin asks, what's the most money you've ever spent on a video game? Mm, That's a a, a slippery slope of... uh, um, Get get everyone embarrassed right off the bat. Disappointment. (laughs) You want the real answer or like... I didn't say what's the most you spent on a disappointing video game, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, wait. Are we counting that you bought a console to play one video game, or are we just saying the game itself? Because that makes a difference for me. Whatever's a better story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, gosh. That, that's a, you know, that's true. Is this a judgment-free zone? I need to know now. Yes. No. Yeah. Oh, man, unless you're talking yeah. about the video game judgment. <laughs> the, then oh, no. okay. This okay. table is judgment-free, but the internet is not. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. I'll have to think about that. <laughs> for myself, I think it might have to be... Oh man, I think I've bought so many collector's editions of different video games, but I think the one that was the most expensive was the Destiny 2 one. Um, Destiny 2, uh, one. Uh, not the first <laughs> Destiny, but the Destiny 2 one. And I bought that one specifically because it came with a uh, uh, like a sling shoulder bag Ooh. that was really oh. awesome looking. And uh, But it wasn't for me, it was for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that sling bag is so cool. <laughs> and I bought it. Joe didn't know I bought it. So when I picked it up, she's like, oh, great. You got your, your Destiny 2. I was like, yeah, I did. And uh, it came with a bag and I handed it to Joe. And Joe actually, thankfully really liked it. <laughs> oh, the bag is so dope. I, I really want to use the bag now. The only difference is I need to put a, some sort of padding in it so it'll keep my laptop a little safer. That's literally the only reason I stopped using it because I, I got a bigger laptop and I was afraid if I put it down like I do because I'm a monster and I just throw things down <laughs> that it would break my laptop. But it's, it's oh, oh, it's so cool. Oh, it's a cool looking you know bag. I'll, I'll take a picture of it and I'll put it in our Discord later. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I, that sounds yeah. like you got some bang for your buck there, though. I did. I did. Thankfully, so. the most expensive one was a good one. Not I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've spent a little bit less money on terrible ones in my life, but the, thankfully, the most expensive one was a good one. <laughs> uh, can you give us like a ballpark? You don't need to give us the exact. I think but it was like... roughly like 200. Okay. Roughly. Okay. All right. All right. Let's see what I'm working with here on my side. Yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to gauge the truth? Whether you're like, how close can I get to? No, no, no. no. We'll, we'll, we'll back I, I need to know what the barometer for too much is or what yeah. is high. I didn't so say that... too much. I just said the most. Hi, the most. The yes. most. The yeah, most. Yeah, yeah. The most. Okay. I, I can go next. I have two that are pretty brutal. One is quite recent, and if you are have listened to this podcast for a while, you will know that Brian and I recently got an Xbox Series X because I wanted to play Forza when it comes out in November, and that is probably the most expensive system we have ever bought so I could play one game. True, <laughs> true. I, I've played plenty of other games on it now, but I, that's literally for one game. That's the most expensive game I think I haven't even bought yet because <laughs> it's not out yet. <laughs> True. But uh, but that that's uh, I think the most expensive game I have ever bought 
is also paired with having to purchase a system. <laughs> That's um, like your thing. That's like your signature. I, I don't. If I buy a system, it's to play one game. And usually I'm happy about that. You're, and I was. You're like a console manufacturer's greatest dream. It's true. <laughs> we it's usually like, get more bang for your buck out oh, of yeah. afterwards. But right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 But, but yeah. I won't I won't buy anything until I, there's literally something I want to play on it. So I mean, there's that at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a Japanese Wii and it is really cool looking. Nice. And I bought it so that I could play uh, Naruto Gekyo Ninja Tyson, the fifth one in the series. Great game. And uh, it cost me, I think, $120 for the game. And that's just the base level boring oh, copy of the game. You have to like... Because uh, I had to import it. Yeah, import it. Yeah. And wow. then, I had, then I bought the Wii at the same place. And that I think the Wii cost me about $400 at the time. And, so, then, and then I had to ship whoa. it over here. And so that it gets nearing the Xbox Series X price, but it's uh, <laughs> I, I bought that for one game, and then, and then I you wanted needed the, to also buy like a uh, a translation book because no, it's all in, Je- in I Japanese. I had Game right? Facts at that point still, nice. <laughs> and I was learning Japanese, so I understood the menu system. Okay, I just didn't nice. understand when they were asking you to do a very specific task to move forward, which took me a while. But I really love that game; <laughs> it's so good. The, the I will say the the upside: I bought the Wii because. I had uh, freeloaders on my GameCube and I got really tired of the freeloader thing not working right with the imported games and it just kind of it got to the point where I had like a dozen Japanese games that I had to always put this freeloader thing in yeah. my GameCube and it just got it got mm-hmm. old so I was like forget it the next new Naruto game I'm just gonna buy a Japanese Wii it's gonna be the best thing ever <laughs> and it's still really cool but uh yeah that was it was it's a bit brutal. <laughs> <laughs> That's expensive. Eh? It was We also bought Animal Crossing while we were in uh, Japan. I paid $350 to play Animal Crossing before it came out here on the DS in Japanese. First... Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it felt like. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> it was. It was really great. That plane ride home Hell was yeah. so cool. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Hell yeah, good for you. Mine would probably be either Skyrim or Dragon Age Inquisition, and not because they're expensive games, but uh-huh. because I bought Skyrim three times and I've bought Dragon Age Inquisition twice because I didn't want to play it on a different system. Wait a second. Wait a second. How many different versions of Skyrim did you buy? It was uh, a PS3 one. Yeah, I bought it on a PS3, and then I also bought it on the Switch, Uh and then I also, I think I upgraded it and paid for it again, or we had it for a disc, and I didn't feel like doing that anymore, and I bought it on a console. Because that is what happened with Inquisition, as I bought Inquisition on a disc, and then it was on sale, so I was like, I might as well buy the version so I don't have to carry this disc around, and then I also bought it for the PC. It was also on sale, but... Then I could play because because I had all the other Dragon Ages right, on the EA right, thing, right. and I could play one, two, and then I couldn't play three because I didn't have it. So if you think about it, Maddie, you probably paid even more than you think because for those first editions, you had to pay separately for all the DLC that came I out. I did for pay each for all the sure. DLC for the yeah. 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 And the later versions they were probably included, but in that first round, you you probably right, had to do right. it by itself. When I when I rebought the game, I didn't rebuy the DLC. It came in right, the package. Right, right. Yeah, it's got that Game of the, the Year yeah, edition. Yeah. yeah. So so mine's not even like. My, I'm just lazy. I, I don't even get bang from a butt, which is like, let me give you another $20 so I don't have to stand up and put a disc into a system. That, you know, that's, yeah. that's a worthy cause. <laughs> I think we own multiple copies of Overwatch because of that. That's true. I, I call it space equity, which is like, it, it, I can't sure. look at that. I need that shelf back. So how much would it cost you know, for that space? Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah. sure, yeah. sure. Look, I hope none of us have to justify our, our purchases because I, 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 that's going to go right out the window for me. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of Overwatch, I think that's probably what I've spent the most money on. And I, I, I kind of know it is. I feel it is. Um, because I think that anything that I've probably, 
spend a lot of money on are things that I don't know exactly how much I've spent. Gotcha. Either, oh, yeah. boxes. Yeah. I know some MMOs have like the thing where you, or subscription games where you're kind of dumping in money every month. I'm sure if I uh-huh. have those, you just you don't know how much you've put in. Oh, of course. Yeah. Overwatch is not a subscription game. Uh, but it does have a loot box system where uh, if you play the game, you can get them naturally dropped and you open them up and you could get a cool costume. And I remember the first year it came out, Christmas. Torborn, which is the little engineer guy, he had a Santa Claus costume that I wanted <laughs> so bad. I played the game for three straight weeks and it was a holiday event to get this costume. And I didn't get it. I just loot boxed at the loot box, just rolling the dice and never got this costume. It was the final day of the event. And like it, once the event's done, the costume is also gone, That's and it's right. the first year, so I didn't know that they were going to bring it back next year. You yeah. know, I was like, yeah. "This is it, do do or die." And I just sat there and w- looked at the screen, and I was like, "I can't play anymore." There's only like, I don't know, ten minutes to midnight, <laughs> <laughs> which is also the name of my new album coming out with. It's really <laughs> good, neo punk noir. It's really nice. And then I was like, "F it." I want I want the Santa Claus costume. And they started dumping money into the loot box. <laughs> $10 at a time. $10. And I would open up like 10 loot boxes. Nothing. 10 more. Nothing. 10 more. Oh. Nothing. 10 more. Nothing. Oh. $50 later. <laughs> this is this is a different time for me. And yeah, also it, became, it got personal. I wasn't going to let did. it beat me. Which once you think that, it's already beaten you. Yep. Um, I did it. $50 in. And like one of the final, I think it might have been like the final one. It was like super dramatic in the middle of the night. I finally hit the button. It rolled over. Santa Claus came out. And here's the most messed up thing is I felt like I won. Like (laughs) I stood up and started doing this like jiggy dance thing. Like it was like 1999 and I was getting jiggy with it. Millennium style. I was asleep when this happened and he woke me up (laughs) by how excited he was doing this dance. Now I wasn't like, man, you wake up. I was just just exploding with <laughs> his aura of excitement woke me up. I was like, and, something is occurring. And and that's exactly what Blizzard wants. They're like, oh sweet, he got that much satisfaction for giving us fifty dollars for us doing nothing. Uh, this is what we want. <laughs> Since then, I vowed never to get tricked like that again. I did put an extra time into the game to like get loot boxes saved up so that I could I could uh, pay for it with in-game currency if uh-huh. I got stuck in a situation. Situation. And going forward with Overwatch, if there's ever a special costume that you cannot get with loot boxes, they just made a really cool design or they're celebrating that um, they had one a costume that came out for uh, uh, breast cancer awareness. That's right. And I would I kind of vowed like, hey, if there's a costume I like, I will give them the five or ten bucks. Mm-hmm. I played this game for five years. I'm not it's not a subscription. So it's not every month. So every single time that a, that a costume comes up that is not loot box based. I will pretty much immediately just dump that 10 bucks or whatever to get that costume as like a, all right, you still get my money for being a game I love playing. Uh, but that being said, I don't know how much money I've spent. <laughs> and you do own Let's two say copies. 200. Yeah. <laughs> and you own two copies of that game. I do. I have one. I, I have one for the Switch as well. And I don't play that. Wait, then you own three copies of that game. Oh, I bought one for you as well, Mandy. So we so, could play together. Oh so you, my yeah, goodness. So you and Bobby could play in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> I uh, I had the same problem with that Manda had with that that she had with what Skyrim, where it was like, or no Dragon Age, where with Overwatch, I was like, all right, it's on sale physically, and it was like ten bucks or something like that. I was like, all right, I'll pick that up, you know, because I've already had it for PC. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to play with you guys. This was before cross 
uh, crossplay. So I was like, all right, let me pick it up. That way I can play with you guys on PlayStation. So I picked it up, mm-hmm. and then I just hated getting up. And, and going over to the uh, to the PlayStation to switch out that disc, and I was just looking at it, and and, every, and I would see you guys playing, and then I would look at the thing. I was like, "Wait, is it already in there? No. Well, I guess this, tonight's not the night. I guess I won't be playing with them." One of these times, he said that out loud, and I was like, "I'll go get the disc, and I'll put the disc in the thing." He's like, "No, nah, it's, it's ruined. It's, just, it's ruined by being not in the system." It's like. Brian Destiny or something else is in the system. We can just take the butt, take it out, put the new one in. No, the, the moment's passed. I can't do it. No, <laughs> and then it was on sale on the PSN network, and I think it was like thirty dollars for the legendary edition. So at least it was a different version of the game that right. I bought. Right. And I was like, all right, let's just do it. So I purchased it now, and then I, you know, I, I bought it. I bought it digitally, and so I could just play with you guys. But yeah, the exact same, exact same <laughs> problem. Like, oh man. That's it's getting up. Oof. Mm. Ooh, that's a big ask. Not worth it. <laughs> Not worth it. But do you know what is worth it? What's worth it? Getting your question featured on the Taste of Dragons. Troy, how can the good people get in contact with us if they want their own question featured mm-hmm. on the Taste of Dragons? So we have a podcast discussion channel on our Discord. Okay. So you can head over to Discord and go ahead and just type in a question and then we will look it over and then bring it to the podcast. We have a link to that Discord in our descriptions so you can just click on that you can even do it while you're while you're listening to me tell you about it <laughs> and uh check out our podcast discussion efficient yeah. save time do it oh, now and we talk about a bunch of other great things our cooking recipes our games we're playing and kind of a general chat so it's all around good time come on down to the discord thank you troy and with that we're moving right along to our next segment what are you playing is the segment where we analyze one of the many video games we played this year bringing you the facts the figures and the folklore for this week's game are joe and brian so joe brian what are you playing Ooh, ooh, it sounds so good. It sounds yeah. great. <laughs> mm. Sounds uh, professional in this biz. I know. This week, we're actually playing WarioWare. What Get is- it together. Wait, you got to say it right. I know. WarioWare. <laughs> Bingo. Get it together. <laughs> That's right. And uh, this game literally just came out on Friday. And normally, we like to give it a little bit of breathing room, see how it goes. But no, no, no. We're we're diving headfirst into this in in WarioWare fashion. Just you just dive right in. Oh yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We don't even know. We don't even have any research done in this. We're yeah, just going. Don't for read it. anything. Don't look anything just, up. Just figure it out on don't the. Don't charge your controllers. Nothing. You go in uh. crazy. It's frantic. It's insane. It's wonderful. And and, and uh, hopefully this will be longer than five seconds, which is what their <laughs> mini games are. <laughs> so yeah, what what is, what is WarioWare? I bring you guys a little bit back, back to around 2003, when the Game Boy Advance was still awesome, and we were still (laughs) using really great, cool things on Nintendo. You know, you still had your GameCube. Mm -hmm. The Wii is coming into its its form. Heard of it. Um, Wario was one of those characters that was uh, just kind of a a Mario clone, essentially, and he was just a bad guy, and every time they tried to make a game with him, it didn't, it's not that it didn't make money, but it didn't make enough money to make him somebody who was, like, important. Oh, really? Yeah. There were some good Wario games, There's some great platforming Wario games for the Game Boy. Wario Land. Exactly. Um, So he, it's not that he wasn't, he wasn't loved. He was hated. (laughs) Like, he was a bad guy, and people loved to hate him, so Mm. they didn't know how to kind of, like, front man him, essentially, Mm. and they were trying for years to give him, like, this front man experience. And then the Game Boy Advance in 2003, they put out uh, WarioWare Micro Minigames Incorporated. And that game was a smash hit. 
it made Wario and his cast of characters they made for him uh, basically these frantic yet charming mini games that all lasted between three and five seconds and they got faster and faster and faster. And the idea was that you didn't you didn't need to have massive skills to play the game at all. You just needed to be able to think quick. And if you didn't think quick enough, it didn't matter if it was something simple like literally press the A button or move <laughs> to move a golf ball into like a little bitty hole. Or there was like tweezing like eyebrow hairs. Like it was ridiculous one to two button things. And that's all you needed to be able to figure out. Mm-hmm. And it just got more and more frantic as time went on. They added a bunch of fun Mario games into it. Like they had a paper airplanes game and they had right. a, a, my favorite version of Dr. Mario is Dr. Wario in micro mini games. Um, it's the only one that saves your high score. That's why. And, and that's- <laughs> not a mini game it's a full on it's a full, full on, on game. game they put on full they put out full on games inside this game That's outside it, like in Wario. in the lore Wario's Wario, he's, you're he's, a madman he really is <laughs> he's nuts so uh back in 2003 this game came out and it was a massive smash hit they did so well that they put it on the GameCube that year and the 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 gag of it is in in Japanese the title for the game was more shorter faster so perfect Perfect. so the game comes out and the idea is three to five seconds and it gets faster and faster and faster and faster until you can't do it anymore and then you lose um the the gamecube version of the game was made so that you could play with your friends Uh, oh so the gba was a solo experience no gba link or anything you uh you could link it and you could play some of the bigger the actual full games in it like you could do the paper airplanes thing back and forth but the idea was that you would hand your game boy to somebody else pass and play so it was Okay. It was much like what we did last night. Ah. <laughs> so it's it's very, it was very like just insane and frantic. It really was frantic. And then when the GameCube one came out, they were like, this is the best party game idea ever. Let's do it. Let's put it on the GameCube. And it was a massive success. And the, the more shorter, faster idea was even better. And it made it so that you could have four of your friends all frantically trying to freak out to stop a record at the right time or to move a statue from this spot to that spot without dropping the arm off of it. And it was insane. We played this game a lot. <laughs> yeah, this is 2003, you said? Still 2003, yep. 2003? Yep. This is all that wow. same same round time. Wario has had many games since then. They Every single inclination of a new Nintendo system, they mm-hmm. put a new WarioWare out for mm-hmm. it. And usually Wario came out fairly early in the system's birth because it was directly taking whatever the new thing the game system did mm-hmm. and kind of turning it upside down and showing you what you could do with the system. Oh, cool, yeah. yeah it's almost like a tech demo it, for the new systems. It's fun that you say that because that's actually what the Wii version of it was to begin with. Oh. Um, so they, WarioWare itself to begin with was supposed to be a tech demo for the Game Boy Advance. But the Game Boy Advance was already out and they had already kind of like wasted the opportunity <laughs> to use it. So every type of Nintendo system that came out, they would create one of these weird mini game kind of things. And when the Wii U was coming out, they had created the tech demo for WarioWare. I don't think it's smooth moves. It's it's a touch. It's, it's snaps to play or something. Um, but there was a WarioWare that was supposed to come out with the system, kind of uh, like Astro's Playroom for the PS5. Yes. It was supposed to be the tech demo like, for like what packed, you could yeah. use, like packed into the into the system, system already. So what? But when they made the game, it was too big. Like the the uh, tech demo was already too large, so they couldn't add it to the system. And then they had to make I mean, a separate game with it. And Wario's a big guy. He's, he's, he's a big guy. He's, he's so he takes not surprising. Room. Yeah, he does. But uh, they they so they made this game for the the GBA. They made it for the GameCube. They made uh, WarioWare Twisted for when the SP came out, and it was actually a piece of the cartridge that was bigger, and you would actually have to twist the game back and forth and move your screen. <laughs> it was the, motion controlled. What's the SP? The Game Boy SP was the one that was clamshelled. 
It was a Game Boy uh, oh, Advance. Wow. Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to do some research on that. I, I've never heard of this Game really? Boy. Oh, no. really? Oh. I have no I idea. Will, once again, I will post a picture in our Discord later okay. today. <laughs> you, you, know, will... you remember the Razer phone, how it could close? It was that with the Game Boy. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. it was awesome. It was really awesome. That's my favorite like, of them like outside of the micro. pocket thing that you opened? Yeah, pretty like, much, yeah. And yeah. it was half-sized, but the screen was still this big, bigger than the regular Game Boy Advance screen. It was awesome. The, the SP had wonderful battery life too, and they survived forever. Yeah, like forever. forever. Kind of a, a predecessor to the DS. Yes, that's exactly what yeah, it was. Exactly, yeah, and then yeah. when the DS came out, they had a drawing thing of it, so they called it Wario Touched. Wow. And the, the bottom screen made it so that you could draw mini games with it. And in the same thing, when the DSi came out, they made WarioWare DIY, and that one was where you could make your own mini games for Wario. Gosh. It was wild. I didn't like, realize it was this expansive. Oh, yeah. Guys, oh, yeah. what if they make a Wario Maker instead of the Mario uh, Maker? I would live for uh, this. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so, that, it's already there. They pretty much made it already. Just put it all together. Yeah. Yep. The, the DIY actually got really great uh, marks from everybody because it was actually teaching children how to program. It oh. was a very base level oh of it, goodness. but it was very clear and concise in the way you built the games, and mm -hmm. it was straight up programming. And the way you have to think, yep. like it oh, was wow. really really cool. And then the Wii had a version of it too. I think it was um, Wario Smooth Moves. Yeah, I think Smooth and Moves was Smooth Moves Wii. was uh, the one with the motion controls with the the Wii motes. That's yeah. the one I played. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the one I played. It fun, was the fun best. Game. And then uh, WarioWare Gold came out in Japan. Uh, that was a really big deal for the Wii U. And the downside of it is it only had 16 minigames in it. And so people here didn't like it. Yeah, because normally they, you know, all of these are between three and five seconds. So if you only have 16 minigames in it, yeah. oh, you got you got two minutes of, uh, <laughs> of yeah. you know, of, 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 of game, game out of it. So they normally have, what, hundreds of of oh, mini games yeah. in them. Yeah. The new version has over 200. Get it out does. of here. Yep. All right. And not only that, the new version. So in all these previous games, you just had the mini games and they were what they were, right? Mm -hmm. This new one, the gimmick with the new one is you have 16 different characters that are different characters from the Wario land, you know, Wario where. WarioVerse. Yeah, WarioVerse. Thank you. And so they all get sucked into the actual game. And so when they're in the game, though, they have different powers. Okay. So every single mini game is played differently depending on who you're using. So even though you so, have 200 mini games, you have 16 different ways of playing it. Right. So the re replayability of it goes uh, just skyrockets. Yeah. Some of those some of those ways are good, and some of those ways are, are horrible, terrible, very difficult. <laughs> and I hate it. <laughs> uh, especially so. So we all played this. Last night on Friend Zone. Yeah, we had a party. We did. We actually Goodness. got together for the first time uh, in about two, two years. years. <laughs> yeah. Everyone vaxxed. Everyone was, yep. And so we were playing it. And the thing is, is like Joe and I had played it. Marlent and Zach, our other two friends, had played it as well. Uh, but you two had not, never played this one no. before. No. So no, you guys no, no. didn't know what the gimmick was. You guys didn't know uh -uh. what was going on. And so it was very interesting. You guys going, <laughs> why can't this character move? Yeah. What, what am I doing? Oh, you have to sneeze in order to make that character move. What? <laughs> what do you mean they only move to the right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean this one doesn't stop? Why isn't it stopping? Why does it keep jumping? Yeah, so it, it, it is. I like it a lot, actually, because it does make you think about games differently, especially because yeah. if ones you've played forever, like, hey, pull all of the arm hairs off. And so it's like, okay, great, I could do this. And then you have one character, and you're like, wait, how do I even accomplish this with this character? <laughs> oh wait, I have one second left. Oh no. <laughs> the the with all the games having a very short time frame, it, it makes it gives it such a like energy. Yeah, like 
you don't never have enough time to do anything. So nope. you're just always just running at full speed. And uh, it's like just little tiny sprints yeah. <laughs> that you do over and over again. And it's a guessing game as well because yeah. it's because like, it just says, you know, push the button or hit the thing. And you're like, wait, how do I hit the thing? What is and the then, thing? Yeah. How do I hit? <laughs> exactly. And, and I, I love it so much. So how, how much have you all played of it given, given that? Is there a story mode? Is there like what? Yeah, yeah. What there's a story mode this? in this yeah. uh, that you can play with either one or two players. Okay. Oh, that's nice. And so the story mode is... Uh, you guys are getting ready to... Wario's getting ready to release his game into the world. Uh, he turns it on for the first time. He goes to play it, and it kind of glitches out. And then it sucks everybody in the room into the game. <laughs> Whoa. Meta. And so he's in the game, and you have to defeat the bugs in the game. And you oh, have to, that's fun. Oh. <laughs> so you have to... So, so you're going a, through the different like levels. mini games in a game within a game. Correct. That's it. Goodness. That's right. And then, it, Wario. And then you have to recruit your characters. You have to get them back while you're going through your game. And every single level has its own uh, what theme to it's it. It's a theme. Like, there's 9Volt who has old... Uh, Nintendo games like oh. 30, 32 bit to 8 bit oh, like, so like all Nintendo the mini games. game all the mini games are based around classic Nintendo titles right. yes. for 9 volt stuff and then you have uh, Jimmy T all of his stuff is sports based so it'll be like kick the soccer uh. ball or like or block a goal okay. all of his games and then you've got Penny who is uh, Dr. Uh, Sigor's daughter who is a she does all uh, engineering type things so it's always mm-hmm. like trying to fix something or trying to build something oh, that's cool. I, I actually okay so we, we when we played it last night we were playing like the party mode which just was which was absolute chaos yes <laughs> like, like I could not have anything but a good time, but it was the video game part of it. I have no idea what happened for two hours and I'm fine with that. I yeah. love that. Absolutely awesome. But if you are just at home, you're not having, you know, a couple of your friends over, there is a nice kind of structure to all of this chaos. It's, it's not just gobbledygook. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yes. And every single level also has a mini boss level. Okay, which nice. is which is kind of funny because in one of them it really is you're just going through a Super Mario like the nine volt one you're going through a Super Mario level but oh, as him and so you have to figure out how to how to go through it without getting bopped oh, and yeah. without dying uh, otherwise it's you have like to start over again good spins on things you know correct oh yeah how do you do Mario if you can't just press A to jump exactly <laughs> right that's exactly that's, what it was yeah and if you use different characters like Ashley floats and she also if you press A she's one of my favorite characters to play with but she's also probably one of the easiest characters she to is. play with in the whole game Wario also fairly easy to play with but if you're playing with 9 volts specifically he's on a skateboard he never stops moving and he only has a yo-yo so you have to actually grab these rings to be able to move yourself because he can't jump. Does yeah. he jump? Yeah, uh, he can't do anything. Oh. So like, and there's multiple characters like that that yeah. only jump. They don't have any attack. It's there, just a jump. There's like that frog who can like only extend their tongue or something that's and a, can like move very slowly. Yeah, that's Piro the bird. It's actually it's from a, a bird. Game. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's from wow. a, a, a. Today a we long found out that Troy so. doesn't know the difference between frogs and birds. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a funny. It's bird. fairly formless. Fair. <laughs> like it really is. It could be anything. <laughs> frogs flying high. <laughs> But this game is actually very good. Uh, The thing that it's missing, though, is the fact that when you are playing the four player mode, there's only there's only like one menu that has a four player mode on it. But in that mode, there's no like just mini game madness. It's yeah. always structured oh. around as a gimmick. Yeah. a gimmick. And so yeah, like what in one of them, it's like, all right, great. You can finally play the mini games, but only one person can play the mini game. Yeah. Oh, that is kind of a bummer. I didn't think about that. Because if I think of even like the latest Mario Party, they have a mode where you can just cycle through mini games Forever. alone yeah. with your friends and just do them. Yeah. So I, I don't like that there's no mini games that are four player centric. 
Interesting. They're always either one or two players that or, you can play with. Or it isn't just one mini game for one person and then gridded on the menu and then just whoever does the 20 of them the fastest exactly. wins or something yeah. like that. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they could have absolutely put one of those modes in. So that's that's one of the things that's like, eh, I wish it was done better. But I do like how the four-player mode does have a bunch of different things inside of it that have their own gimmick to yeah. it. Um, which, you know, is pretty cool, um, I think. Uh, but yeah, I, I've really been enjoying this game. What about you, Joe? I love it. Yeah, but I really love WarriorWare in you general. <laughs> so, um, I I think this one is the closest one to the Wii version of it, which was the closest one to the GameCube. Gotcha. And we played as friends. Our our friend group played the GameCube one like it was going out of style. So oh, yeah. it was really fun. I I actually really like the gimmick of them changing up the characters and making it so that you are you can't get that comfortable if yeah. you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you play in one player mode, a lot of the time it'll actually make you choose four characters, or it'll let you choose any character. I'm sorry, not let you choose. It does the opposite of let you choose. It makes you choose four characters, and it's going to randomly put those four characters in the mix while you're playing the mini games. Or you could not choose them at all, and it'll be all of the characters, and it's going to randomly choose one for whatever level you're on. <laughs> and I kind of like that because it's forcing like you to play the game in yeah. a different way and think differently. So you can't just always get the yeah. high score with having the couple of characters you know how to play with. It's gotcha. it's pretty great. I, I really like it. And last night was fantastic. Getting to play with friends again was really really wonderful. Totes. I, I have I have a question. Um, like you mentioned, WarioWare was used to kind of be like a tech demo for the new consoles. Since this is the first WarioWare for the Switch, did you find anything in the game that like shows like, oh, look what the Switch can do, like with haptic feedback or the, the screens or the Joy-Cons? Does it show off anything that's specific to the Switch? Since we we played with Joy-Cons and controllers, I didn't. I don't really notice much because I play with a controller usually. Mm-hmm. So the haptic stuff does still work. It's still all the same. But it, I think it's been that way since the Wii. Like the gimmick in this one was changing the characters as opposed to changing the system itself because the system is still okay. fairly basically still the Wii. Okay. You still have motion controls in your Joy-Cons. You still have no motion control if you're using a controller. Yeah, there's no there's no touchscreen stuff. There's no, no hardware motion gimmicks. controls. Yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's nothing. They didn't do anything with that, which I'm actually fine with. Okay. Yeah, the DS one was my least favorite because I didn't like having to take the pen out to play. Yeah. I, I prefer to just keep my hands on the controller. <laughs> Blow in the microphone. It was so weird. <laughs> so weird. It really was. Gosh, I would have that DS at work. I, I used to do like secretary work for a school. And like I'd be late at night, phone calls are done, and just they're blowing into my DS. <laughs> my boss like looks out, the like, like peeks over like, what are you doing? Working. <laughs> it's just, whoo, just, you know, working up a sweat over here. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I really enjoy this game. Um, if you had to give it a grade, Joe, Ooh, like a sandwich a grade, sandwich. sandwich grade, what it would you give it? Be a garlic sandwich. <gasps> Ooh, just garlic, straight, you know, basted, I'm baked I'm garlic. Yes. You know, so like just garlic or garlic between bread? <laughs> just a piece of garlic oh, smashed between now, two pieces. If this was Mario, it would just garlic. be roasted garlic. Yeah. Right, but 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 based on what how you enjoyed this, would what be, would you eat? It would be a roasted garlic it, between mm. bread sandwich. Okay, you know, there, you know, some butter as well. I really okay. like butter. So yeah, you know, yeah. both butter and garlic on a bread, almost like a toast, if you will. It would be uh-huh. it would be toast. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And for me, this one's like a four out of five pieces of awesome toast sandwich. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. For me, I would go with um, it's garlic bread. Oh, but, okay. but you slice it open and you put just mozzarella in there. Ooh. And then it's like heated up so it's a little melted as well. It's got so that. Texas toast. Texas toast. Yeah, we can go with that. Yeah. I like it. Right. Whatever like it. whatever inclination of garlic bread you want. Whatever <laughs> this one is you garlic want. Bread. <laughs> want the one that's like just drenched in garlic juice and then it's done. Yes, cool. If you want I just a little bit of garlic that. on it, it's up to you. But 
Yeah, I, that's what it is for me. And this is like a four as well. I think it's a four out of five. That sounds great. I love garlic. I would eat garlic anything. Both of sandwiches, I would put in my mouth. I don't care. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you for bringing us that amazing game. That brings us to our news segment. Starting us off, Joe, what can you tell us about the Apple versus Epic news? Ooh, some big stuff happened this week. Um, so to give a little bit of history, so Apple and Epic have been in a pretty grueling battle, a uh, court battle over whether Apple was is a monopoly and if Epic was allowed to put their own links in their own game so people can purchase their V-Bucks for Fortnite or for whatever game it is so they could purchase them from Fortnite as a, from Epic instead of Apple. Um, Apple takes a 30% cut from every single Anything that gets bought through their their <laughs> store, which is a little brutal for a lot of small developers, but you know, big ones are are they want to keep their money too. So, um, Epic has been trying to prove that Apple is a monopoly in the court system for the last uh, year and a half. I want to say, yeah, I think it's been almost two years. Yeah, yeah. it's been almost two years. Um, and so it, this court battle has been going on, and every couple months we get a little update from a judge saying like one of them is a little bit kind of okay, one of them is not, or one of them, you know. So it went back and forth for a bit. And but this last week we actually got some rulings. There were ten counts that Epic was trying to prove that Apple is a monopoly and was unfairly uh, taking money, essentially too much money. And not giving the opportunity for for users of the iOS system to be able to purchase things outside of their system, and uh, unfortunately, on nine counts, Epic was not able to prove that Apple was a monopoly based in the mobile game part of this because okay. they they were very specific about what they were going after because they thought that would help them, mm-hmm. and it did not. However, the one thing they did get the okay on is pretty big. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Epic was able to prove, and the judge agreed, that Apple has to allow developers of video games and mobile gaming to purchase the money inside the system or to use their own money outside in a linked basis or outside in the other, I don't know what the that, word that is. That to like provide platform? alternate uh, p- payment methods. Yes. yes. They have to allow alternate payment methods. So right. if you go in to play Overwatch on your iPhone, which I don't even know if you could do. I don't think you can. <laughs> no. uh, but hypothetically speaking, you could either buy your uh, loot crates from Apple or from Overwatch. And Correct. before it was only Apple, and right. Apple would get that 30% regardless because you're on that platform, and now you have the option. Which is interesting because I could foresee like Fortnite being like, if you buy them from us, they'll be cheaper. Yeah, so and that, that's what that they was did. the whole thing. That's, yeah. that's what this started with. They're like, oh, if you purchase them from us, uh, you can get 20% more of, of your V-Bucks versus bur- purchasing it through Apple. And that's what caused this entire yep. fiasco to start. <laughs> yep, that? that's actually what got the, the judge to rule more in Apple's favor in a lot of things because it was done disingenuously. They, yeah. they were not doing it to like fight for the little guy. And they, like, they, were, they basically did it on purpose to spurn them. And they admitted that. Mm-hmm. And they wished if they hadn't admitted that, I don't know how this would have went, to be honest. But uh, the, the, one of the downsides, Epic did do that. Uh, and they were told from the $12.3 million that they made in the three weeks that that went on before Apple took them off of the iOS store or took them out of the App Store, uh, the judge said they had to pay the 30% that was owed to Apple off of that 12 point. Right, because they did violate, they did violate yeah. their, uh, their terms. And Apple do does not have to put them back on there. Apple has the choice now because they broke the initial contract with them. Mm-hmm. Apple can say, we no longer want to have Epic Games in our I don't our know how they could do that. But, oh yeah, they're going to yeah. lose so much money if they do that. But, but pretty much, even if they do, Epic is pretty much you know laid down on the sword so that others behind them can now... And it worked. Not have <laughs> Apple do uh, have the monopoly. They, they did give Apple a talking point that we're going to hear from now until the end oh, of the time. Oh, that's right. Is I What's think that? the judge said uh, success is not illegal. 
Yep. And just every every speech that, that Apple is going to give from now until we are very old is, is going to end They're with, and, that. you know, success is not illegal. <laughs> they did that immediately after. The press, the press release they released that was within an hour of it being done what, quoted that. I, I may know some mob mob uh, mafia bosses that may <laughs> also want to yeah, use that. I, that's definitely title. like a Lex Luthor tagline. <laughs> it is. Sex it is. is not illegal. It was very interesting seeing on which side of the aisle a lot of different gaming companies were on because some people were touting this as Epic One and other people were touting it as Apple One. When in reality, both of them kind of lost and both of them kind of won. It yeah. seems like a fair judgment. It really it did seem fair. But, I do wish Apple had. I don't. I don't particularly, like, this is not my feelings. I just feel like, to be more fair, I do feel like Apple, they could have proven a couple things and Apple could have lost a little bit more. And they kind of, they probably should have. It's just they had narrowed their scope so much that the judge was like, under these specific things you have put out, you did not prove what you're saying, which has left it open. So Epic did go back to court the very next day and they are appealing it and they are going to go after them again. And then same thing with Apple. Apple's also going back to court to appeal the one thing they lost. Oh, I thought we were done. And this opens the loot crate for every other platform, which is like the Playstations and the Xboxes. You know, if you sell your game on PlayStation, PlayStation gets a cut of your loot boxes. Yeah, forgive the pun, but this is game changing yeah it really is because uh, uh, that 50 bucks that i spent was were playstation bucks i had to do it through the store so yep. uh yep get ready this is gonna be a long ride oh yeah it's gonna be interesting well thank you for that joe and in other news brian you're bringing us switch and twitch news that's right i'm switch and twitching it up <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a new dance like Fortnite dance doesn't switch it and twitch switch and twitch I think that's why mostly they do while playing it. (laughs) (laughs) On the Switch, they finally have allowed Bluetooth audio to happen natively inside of Switch. So for the last four years, if you had Bluetooth headphones, you had to buy a... a, a, Genki! Yeah, you had to buy an adapter. Like a peasant. Right? (laughs) I really liked my Genki. The Genki's great, but the thing is, it does have lag. It does have, because it has to go through it, it has to do its algorithms, and it has to output it to to your headphones. And so they finally, four years later, like, all right, fine. You can you can have your Bluetooth stuff. <laughs> and so, yeah, and, and it's actually pretty great. It works much, not much better, but at least there's less lag in between the, uh, the audio getting to your headphones, which is always, always great. And you can play the Switch and then fall asleep and there's no chords. It's great. Yes. It's wonderful. The only downside I think I cared people talking about is that they're still upset. You have to use the Nintendo Switch online on your phone in order to talk. You cannot uh, use the microphone correct. in your Bluetooth headset. Yes, there's still no capabilities right. to do that natively inside the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then in Twitch news, uh, so at the beginning of September, uh, September 1st, there was a a big thing called... It was oh, like, stop the hate. Yeah, stop the hate. The hashtag that they were using was Twitch do better and a day off Twitch. So those were the two hashtags that people were, were using. Uh, so on September 1st, a whole bunch of people just did not stream on Twitch and a whole bunch of people just did not watch on Twitch either. And it actually had a pretty big uh, deal. Of the tw- they lost 20% of their viewing audience that one wow. day, uh, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. Uh, so Especially because they run ads on, on so, uh, run ads all the time on that channel. So that's all those people not seeing ads. Exactly. And, and this was in response to the hate raids. Exactly. This was in response to hate raids on... Um, on smaller, on smaller, uh, marginalized, marginalized, there we go. Marginalized streamers, streamers, uh, where they were just going in there and it was usually LGBTQ, um, people. 
And so, and there was just a whole bunch of people. And they would just like spam them with like just bots or people just bots spewing and hate. hateful both. stuff. Yeah. Everything. It was both. The, the bots was the real, that was the the real problem is that no matter how much they tried to undo, because right. as soon as you had that happen to you, there was no physical way they could keep up with getting them like out a, of there, blocking them. You're, you're right. basically spending the rest of your stream. And these are usually smaller people as well. Right. So yeah. they're normally, so they're used to like dealing with like 10 to 20 people, maybe a hundred, but then, then they have a whole bunch of people flood them and they're, trying to also play a game and, and entertain yeah. but then they have all this stuff going yeah, on it's gross and it is i've heard from people on twitter that's like oh if something like that happens to me like i'll, I'll switch over to emotes only chat but it's actually really sad that someone is doing this for like either for their job or for entertainment and they already have like a plan in place for like hey when a group of people come to attack me personally this is what i will do yeah and it's like I, oh, I wish you didn't live in a world where you already had that was a plan. So, yeah, that was so inevitable that you knew how to handle it. Yep. Exactly. So Twitch has finally went to court and has taken uh, two of the people that they have uh, they have pinpointed as the co- or like the the main two people that are doing the Twitch raids. Yes, the ringleaders. And so the thing is, though, they don't know their real names. Right. So they're taking them to court using their usernames. And they think one of them is based in the Netherlands and they think the other one's based in, I forget what the other place is, but another place in Europe. And so I don't know how... Do have credit cards? No, because you can just make a you can just make a, a username oh, okay. on Twitch. And the so, other thing is they have to prove that they created the bots, that the, the programming right. for the bots. And that's, I think, how they said they had they were able to track it because of the programming that was made to do it. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah, it's it's interesting. So at least Twitch is doing something about it, but... I don't know if anything's going to come of it, but at least they are doing something about it. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> this is definitely like a future tasty topic. Uh, yes. We've talked about it before. We could probably talk about it till the end of time. But uh, just like whose responsibility is it to moderate the content, the Internet or the individual? Yeah. Uh, the other person was Austria. That's what it was. It was Netherlands and Austria. They think. They, they can only assume from, the, IP, with a VPN. from the IPs. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And so oh, a lot of people were calling on Twitch to at least enact secondary measures to when you when you create a, an account. So like, hey, you have to have a phone number if you yeah. want to create an account on here. So uh, you can only buy so many burner phones in order to in order to do that. So that's one of the things that a day off Twitch was trying to accomplish as well. But at least this is something versus that Twitch still doing nothing. Or you can only post in chat if your account is more than a week old. Exactly. So if you made a new account, you'd at least have to wait. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, that's it. <laughs> in, in brighter news, Troy has some insider information. <laughs> that's right. Business Insider Tech put out an article um, showcasing 23 top women in gaming, esports, and streaming who've broken through what we all know is a very male-dominated games industry. Uh, they reported that as of like 2020, only 16% of executive teams at the top 14 global gaming companies were women. Ugh. So they were like, hey, let's learn who these women are. And hopefully that will continue to inspire more and more um, uh, women to be more involved. Uh, involved, yeah, in the games industry. Um, so check it out. We'll, we'll put a, I, we have a link to it in our Discord channel as well under our video game news. Uh, one person that uh, stood out to me as I was going through was a um, was a woman named Allison Rothman, uh, who leads her firm's practice in the intellectual property space for three really popular streamers, including XQC, which is someone that I, I like to watch from uh, time to time. Um, and what's interesting is that, that that she's out there trying to 
pretty much yeah, get that intellectual property because when you're on stream, you're kind of doing your own thing. You sometimes make your own catchphrases, your own your own gags, icons, and then, yeah. icons, and then after a while, maybe that turns into t-shirts or whatever. And no one's really protecting those people who are just kind of on the fly creating and hustling. Mm -hmm. So it's awesome to think that there are people out there like helping this talent out, and it's necessary. Yes, and. Uh, it's a great article. It really opens your mind to see not just how many uh, how many how many more women are in the industry, but also in how many different ways they are involved. Correct. Yeah, because I didn't even know that existed. That's awesome. I mean, either it's a cool read. Business uh, Insider Tech. Link in our Discord. Yeah, absolutely. Check it out. And that does it for the news, which brings us to our Tasty Topic. Tasty Topic is the segment where we dive a little deeper into a gaming topic or news story. Bringing us this week's Tasty Topic is Brian. That's right. So. A couple weeks ago, PlayStation finally put out their pre-order uh, stuff for Horizon Forbidden West, which is the highly anticipated game that's coming out in February 2022. Sequel to Zero Dawn. Exactly. Horizon Zero Dawn, which is one of my favorite games. It's one of my top five games of all time. And one of mine, too. Brian, don't forget. I like it, too. I'm introducing I, this, I Troy. dressed up as Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn, so I would also like to put on the record that I like it. Joe, do you... I really love watching this game. It's one of my favorite <laughs> okay. games I've ever watched. Yeah, it's it's our favorite, Brian. I bought the collector's edition. I pre-ordered that oh. before I even knew I liked it, man. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> you, you can have that. Sure, sure. That, that's all you, bud. <laughs> I'm glad it lived up to my expectations. It wasn't like a lot of the other collector's editions I've bought that let me down, okay? So many. So many. So many. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they put out the pre-order for this game. And people were looking at it and they're like, hey, what, what's going on here? I thought we there was no like information about how to upgrade from your PS4 version to a PS5 version, which is one of the things that they had said earlier on was, hey, Horizon, you can put Horizon, uh, Spider-Man, and I think one other one, I can't remember what it was, um, you know, you can upgrade for free. You know, we're going to let you guys do that. And so when they did that, the only version that had an upgrade path was an $80 deluxe version. Uh, for Horizon Forbidden West. So you're, you were paying for it at that you're, point. You were paying for it, you're exactly. Right. So people were like, hey, what's going on here? Why can't I upgrade? You guys said yeah. this, you know, two years ago, three years ago that I could do this. And so then Sony was like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> fine. <laughs> but this is the last one. This is, this is, the, everybody gets one and this is it. You guys, from now on, every single first party game that we're putting out you will have to pay in order to upgrade from your PS4 to PS5 version, which they've already done with Ghost of Tsushima. Yep. I have strong feelings about this. Same. Same. <laughs> so my, th my question is, or, you know, the tasty topic is, what do you guys think about having to pay in order to upgrade your versions of games? You mean aside from the fact that it just seems like a huge money grab for no apparent reason? I get it. Yes. I get it. You put work in to make it from the four to the five. And you know, you know what? If the game's like four years old and then you did the thing and then I pay $10 to upgrade it, it's not that big of a deal. But the idea that they're like, yeah, it's going to be $40 for a game that just came out. And it's just like, what? What? I I paid for a PS... You said it was backwards. Just, what is the... Mm, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. For me specifically, w with games that are now coming out for both systems this includes xbox series x as well as the xbox one x the they've they've already made the assets it's not like they're remaking them specifically right. to upgrade them to the next one there's the, the ps5 version's already made arguably that's the one they want you to buy so why would i have to pay for something that 
are you know that should just be done because it's another selling points for your ps5 like oh great well at least you can still buy this game for the ps4 and then once you get your ps5 you know it's free it's it's cool you know you can play it on the ps5 uh, and I, I hate it. I hate it so much, <laughs> especially with games that are coming out now actively. Like I just bought Lost in Random. And um, when I bought it, it came with the four version and the five version. And then it asked me which one I wanted to install. Obviously, I'm going to install the five. I have a five. Correct. But like when I bought Assassin's Creed, only the four version was out. So like if I have to buy a four game and then the PS5 upgrade comes out later and then I have the option of upgrading and that I think that should be free. Mm-hmm. But I like... I guess if I was on a four and I bought the four version and then, you know, two years from now I bought a five and then I wanted, I guess, I guess I could almost see that. It still feels like to me, (laughs) but like I'd almost rationalize that, but I just can see a future where like I buy a game because I want to play it now. And then they're like, yeah. And then you owe me more money for it to be a better version of that game. That just seems wrong. I agree. Uh, Joe, what do you I'm think? I'm from the Nintendo school of backwards compatibility isn't a thing. <laughs> so if I want to replay a game when they put it on a new system, I pay more for it because games are more expensive at that point. So for me, the $10 thing, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like if 10 it, bucks. If it's 10 bucks. If it's 10 bucks. I don't and, know. And, uh, see, I don't know. Yeah. And th- that's kind of where I'm at with it. There's a very, it, for me, it's like hard. If you're going to, if you're putting out a game and I gave you $60 for that game, the PS4 version of this game. And if I want to play it on the PS5, obviously I'm willing to give you $10 to play a PS5 reimagined, re, you know, whatever edition. I wish that Ghost of Tsushima was a, I wish they had paid attention. Yeah. Because Ghost of Tsushima was a, a perfect example of what not to do. Yep. <laughs> like really. Like, it was. Ghost of Tsushima, we should have all been freaking out that the Icky Island was the thing that I was giving them the 20 or $30 for. Not that I was giving you $20 for that and $10 for an upgrade to the PS5. I should have gotten that upgrade to PS5 for free, and I should have paid $30 for the Icky Island upgrade. Mm -hmm. You didn't even need to tell me what 10 of that dollars was for, and I still would have been like, take my money. That game's amazing. (laughs) But instead, it was very clear that it was a money grab. Yeah. The game's done. Everything's done for PS4. You didn't really do anything but redo some of the stuff for the PS5, and it was going to look better on my PS5 anyway. Like, you didn't even have to do those things, and it probably was going to look better. So I, I feel like with Horizon specifically, they they had made mistakes when they originally announced. They had said, uh, we're going to make all of the games that are first party that are coming out for launch free to upgrade to PS5. They unfortunately spoke about Horizon right after talking about the launch titles. Yeah. It was part of the launch titles talk, really, is what it sounded like. If you go back and listen to when it was originally mm-hmm. announced, yes, there's a break in talking about it, but... It sounded like Horizon was supposed to be a launch title, but they knew they weren't making date on it. Right. So it unfortunately was lumped in with the launch titles of being free to upgrade, whether you had the PS4 or the PS5. I personally think that if you're supposed to pay 70 bucks for a PS5 game, I don't have a problem with the game being $10 more. I do, again, I'm from the Nintendo school. So like I'm so (laughs) used to just literally repaying for a game to play it on a new system when they didn't even really do anything to it, just for the ease of being able to play it on the new system. That I, like the ten dollars doesn't bother me as much, but if you're giving me nothing for it, that's different. When when games were physical, I didn't have as big of a problem with it because this cartridge will not physically fit in new systems, so I have to buy a new cartridge. <laughs> that's fair. I get that. Mm-hmm. But now that it's digital, it's like, what am I paying for? Like I upgraded my my Assassin's Creed from four to five. I can't tell the difference. It's not like, oh my gosh, it looks so much better. Maybe it's my TV, but like, or or I mean. 
I didn't. But that's where it's going. You're completely it. Yeah. right. Yeah. From 1080p to 4K, it's really, unless you have a TV that's very large. And I mean, if you're out there and you can tell the difference on a smaller screen, yo, your eyes are dope. <laughs> but like, like for real, like I, I am super picky about video games and I, I really honestly couldn't tell you the difference between them. And we have a really nice TV that is very big at home. It is a 4K compat. And now I'm like, and everything's like, oh, it'll be 8K. So I'm like, I don't need it. How much better does this need to be? Why would you place a barrier between people buying your new console? It's like, oh, I would buy the five, but I'm going to have to repay for these four games again. And I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to buy the five. I'm going to wait. Yeah. Or I won't buy the PlayStation 4 version of it. So you're just going to lose sales until I get my five and then I'll I'll purchase on the five. And I'll put off my my purchase of it. It doesn't seem like it's worth the the money that they're going to get for it in the long run. It's yeah. like they're almost just spiting it, it, themselves. I agree. I, I it think, was a mistake for on their part, I think. Yeah, I think the best game that did this, uh, at least for the PlayStation, was Final Fantasy Integrate for, for the Final Fantasy VII right. Remake, where if you had already purchased it, it was free. You got it. It was fine. But they also did give it away for PlayStation Plus. Right. And... That you didn't pay for. So they're like, we're not going to give it to you for free because you didn't pay for it. But if you want all the free stuff, you can purchase it. You know, it's fine. And I, and I actually really enjoyed that because it's like, yeah, we you already did. We paid for it. We're good. We, we And this was all free stuff. This was all upgrades for, you know, the PlayStation. It was a PlayStation 5 only. And but it also had extra stuff attached to it. And I, I actually really enjoyed that. And it's not just because I'm a Final Fantasy VII fan. <laughs> I think they did it very well. And the thing I really enjoy right now is what Xbox is doing. There is zero cost to ever upgrade to another system. Well, that's because all their stuff's backwards compatible. And that's, and like, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And, and that's what Microsoft has been laying down the groundwork for for years. Yeah. They've been backwards compatibilitying stuff for the original Xbox. I mean, I still can't play all three of the Fable games, but it's I mean, we, we're not, well, this <laughs> not going to play Naruto Rise that. of Ninja either. Mm. Just yeah. putting that out there. <laughs> but but they've been doing that. They've at least yeah. been working on it. Yeah. And and that's part of what Microsoft is, like one of their core things. And another perfect example, I think, is is No Man's Sky. No oh. Man's Sky first came out. We don't deserve No Man's Sky. Right? Like they've been putting out free stuff for years because a, they, they had a terrible launch for a lot of people. I actually really enjoyed it when it first launched, but for a lot of people, it was terrible. And so they were like, all right, well, we're going to improve the game. We got all this money. Let's improve the game. And they've been steadily improving it. And it's a completely different game five years later than it is when it first launched. And every single update's free. And, and it's free. And it, they upgrade graphics and everything. And it's a great marketing boost. And it's a great thing like oh if you've been holding out on buying this well you can buy it now and it's we're running a sale on it as well it's 30 bucks now and and it's just great promo and it's great advertising and i, I don't know i just don't understand it i feel like um it's more pronounced because uh there's always like a transition year between the old consoles and the new consoles yeah and this one is unique because of how far we've come with the digitalization of of games and also the fact that there is a limited amount of hardware out there people aren't able to get the ps5s that they want they're not able to sell the ps5s that they want so we're in this prolonged area transition where normally we might have already been past it a lot of people have ps5 so they just buy their ps5 version and then they're good but a lot of people are who want the ps5 will buy this game that should have been a ps5 game on the ps4 because there's not enough ps5s to really make money out of it with xbox they're really good on on backwards compatibility but there's no such thing as 
forward compatibility. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you had the Xbox 360, you're not going to get to play an Xbox One only game on that. Like, uh, because so so that's if you make a PS5 game, you can't play that on the PS4 or a PS4 game on a PS3 game. Uh, But they kind of have to make it that way now because there are enough PS5s for you to really just sell it on a PS5. Mm-hmm. And and I... I it's all I, the more I, reason that it should be free. <laughs> it just seems like such a bad decision. Agreed. It, it really is a money grab. But it does cost money, though, to do that stuff, doesn't it? it uh, for it, newer games... That, that, that's where I was going with, like, with newer games. Like, games that are releasing now. They're obviously developing it for the PS5, and they're, giving a, they're doing a PS4 version. So there's no extra development involved with the ps5 version because it already exists but you're okay. also implying that the only way for them to make up for that is to charge the consumer which i do not think is reality no i don't think it's the only way i think what has happened is exactly what we've seen is that each company is taking their own stance on what they need to make this happen mlb the show i think it was one of the first ones i heard of it where they were just like hey free upgrade you know for the ps5 when it comes out this new game will be up and everything like that and they were like cool but i feel like other games either are, are making the cash grab or some of them are like, we're going to put actual real more assets into this where we genuinely do need to get paid for the work we're putting into it. And, that's and I think of, it's all over the place. That's the kind of what I wish they would do. I wish it wasn't just, here's an upgrade to the game. It's the exact same game. I really wish, like, like uh, t- to go back to Ghost of Tsushima, they should have just looked at that and said, we need to make something special for the PS5 so that the only way you can play this area here is if you buy the PS5 version. That way you're not paying for an upgrade. You're paying for being able to use it on a device that can only play this one part of it. So you're paying for DLC automatically. Yeah. I thought they had started making Horizon for the PS4. I didn't know that they originally knew the PS5 was coming out. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, So like, I, I didn't know that. When when they said we're making another Horizon, that was like five years ago or six years ago or something. Mm-hmm. So they may not have known the PS5 was even going to happen at that point. I imagine they did. But they may not have known. It is a first party title. So right. they definitely did. So do. they did. <laughs> so the thing is, like, I almost feel like it, The ca- for me, the cash grab is making the PS4 version at all. I think that's where the real actual problem is. If they decided this is going to be like Ratchet and Clank, we're only making it for the PS5. Uh-huh. And it sucks if you don't have one. I'm sorry. I think and this- I wish they had done that. Because yeah. I feel like Horizon Zero Dawn was such an amazing game that you could have released a PS4 version later and you could have made it cheaper and you could have gotten other people who didn't have PS5s to have it. Mm-hmm. Why not just make it exclusive to the PS5 for the first couple months and then go, we were able to backwards compatible it and then cash grab everybody who didn't have it. Like, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> it just, especially because it's first party titles is what I really dislike. Yeah. Because it, it really is just, for me, a cash grab. It, it, it just reeks of that and that's the thing that i really don't like that sony has done whereas xbox they actually made a, a stance and like oh no if if there is ever a upgraded version it's going to be free i i guess i i can see both sides of it to, to troy's point i get that your the development costs money yes. and that we need to give them money but and we've talked about this before i would rather pay more for a game from the start uh, or I would rather pay more for a DLC, but the optics of this are so bad. Yes. Agreed. And and that's where I think that you can make up for it with with making it free, where it's good press. It's like, hey, listen, if you've never played this game before, play it in the best possible way right. now and purchase it for the new system. You know, you can now purchase it, and even if you don't have the new system, know that you can upgrade for free, uh, which is what I think they they should have done with horizons uh Agreed. forbidden west yeah like yeah we know that ps5s aren't aren't plentiful right now 
but you can still play it on PS4. And when you do upgrade to your PS5, when we get your money for the PS5, it is free to upgrade to that because this is this is how we want you to play it. It would have been more intelligent had they literally made a box that said PS4 and PS5 and it's $80. The game is just $80. That's mm-hmm. how much this game is. That's what they, and I feel like they would have gotten less bad press from that. Yeah. It's, because you don't have the optics of we're actually charging you more just because you want to upgrade it. Like, just make the game 80 bucks. Because I'm in the same place Manda is. I, but I I preface everything. I am from the Nintendo school, but I also buy physical copies of everything. So I'm yeah. really, really <laughs> used to just rebuying the game. Like, disc or cartridge, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. But this was one of those things where, because of Ghost of Tsushima being so not optically good, mm-hmm. I, I thought yeah. they would be wise and realize, oh, we can't do that. That's going to piss a lot mm-hmm. of people off. Or they can even do it like they've been doing with a lot of games where the, the, the current console system is $70 and the previous console system is $60. Right. And if you yeah. do want to upgrade, yeah, it's $10 more because that's just how much more it was. Yeah. And I would be fine with that yeah. because that is a, oh, I completely see why you're doing this. Like a standard. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know. It's, I just think Sony's completely missed the mark with this. Agreed. In every way possible. Um, and I just hate it. <laughs> but they reversed it. <laughs> they, for, for this, this one, one game. It, yeah. It's, it's up to the, the games, not, not, not PlayStation. I think, I think this podcast has changed from a podcast about video games to a podcast about how four people slowly stopped loving Sony and started playing <laughs> on an Xbox. Uh, no. I don't want to give away the ending of this epic tale. but <laughs> I'm ride or die. I could argue this forever, but that would be weird for me. I wouldn't even have any arguments. I'd just say no, 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 Brian, no. No, Joe. No, maybe me. I do really maybe. love my Xbox, but I, I will say, like, reteaching my Xbox all of the things I like that are on my PlayStation is really annoying. Joe also hates learning new buttons. She's like, what? I hate them. What? what? Oh, oh, I yeah. Yeah, press, press. I don't even know what the Xbox. A X B something. It's it's Nintendo they, controls. It's colors. It's Nintendo too. controls. It's Nintendo controls. Yeah. yeah, and they have colors because yeah. they also are doing accessibility stuff. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, nope, don't thing. like it. No, sir. Yeah. Don't like it. <laughs> She's like, what the heck's the right button? What is like, the do they button? mean like the right trigger? What are they talking about? I was like, Joe, Which it's R1. R1. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> Unfortunately, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Troy, plug the social media. To continue the conversation, you can always follow us online. Check us out on Twitter for indie game updates, on Instagram for updates and silly, silly images, on Discord for daily discussions and pictures of food. And on Twitch for live gaming and just chatting throughout the week. We are at Taste Dragons Everywhere. We'd love to hear from you. As always, my name is Manda. My name is Troy. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. And we are the, the Taste, Taste of, of Dragons. Dragons. Have a good week, everybody. Woo! Woo! Game Pass is actually really great for us. It's awesome. Look at that new host. Look at that. Stand in host, Manda. Yeah! <laughs> I didn't even mention I know. <laughs> We don't have to. It's just really obvious. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. A podcast for everyone's day.